0: A harsh, accusing voice inside Fitzwilliam Darcy's head uttered the words he had heard repeatedly the past few months, words that tormented and haunted him. You are the last man in the world whom I could ever be prevailed upon to marry. The words came unexpectedly and seemingly without reason. Each time he heard them, he futilely tried to ignore them or push them away. Unfortunately, they sounded as loud and clear as the first time Elizabeth Bennet indignantly expressed her decided estimation of his person. Darcy shook his head, wishing to free it of the assaulting voice. In a gruff whisper, he said, as much to himself as to the voice, "'I have had enough of this!' He drew in a deep breath as he attempted to clear his mind— but he was in too great a stupor for it to make a difference. He covered his ears with his hands, as if that would prevent him from hearing those hurtful words. He desperately wanted the voice to go away, and he wished for some inner strength, inner resolve, to shake off this feeling of utter despondency. He could not believe the extent to which he had allowed himself to be tormented, and to fall, into such a reprehensible state." Each time he recollected the words Miss Bennet had lashed out at him he felt a dagger pierce his heart Pull yourself together man he muttered to himself he felt trapped in a quagmire of self-pity and regret from which it seemed impossible to extricate himself his heart ached at both the memory of her and the despondency she had brought upon him Darcy walked along a bumpy cobblestone road in London not far from the docks on the River Thames. He hoped no one would recognize him in this less-than-desirable part of town. The possibility always existed, however, of encountering someone who might begin spreading rumors about his appalling state. A couple of street urchins skipped past him, not bothering to inquire after money. They barely glanced at him, as if they thought he was as destitute as they were. He was destitute in the depths of him. He had never in the course of his eight and twenty years allowed himself to become so negligent in his person, unbridled in discipline, nor tormented in his heart and mind. He inclined his head at the sound of footsteps behind him, but could only discern two men who had stopped to talk beneath the low-hanging branches of a nearby tree. He narrowed his eyes at them, thinking for some reason they seemed out of place, but he found it difficult to see them clearly enough to determine why he felt that way. He looked down, and absently kicked a loose stone that lay in his path, sending it spiralling into the shrubbery. Darcy had come to London hoping to hide in the dark, crowded streets. He allowed his valet to take time off to visit his family, and told him that he would notify him when he was again needed. When he first arrived in London, the persistent cold and rain seemed to echo his disposition. When the sun finally began shining a week ago, however, it did nothing to brighten his mood. Darcy let a small room near the docks, owned by an elderly gentleman. The innkeeper was grateful that his new renter, although keeping much to himself, did not seem like one to cause problems, and was always prompt with his payment. Initially, Darcy had reasoned that the noise and constant activity in London would obscure his tormented thoughts, but it had done little to alleviate the real pain he felt in his heart. Normally, when in London, he attended lavish parties and balls, went to the theatre or a concert, and met with family and friends. As he walked the darkened street, he realised how much he had wished, had even anticipated, doing all those things, accompanied by Elizabeth Bennet. His hand went up and rubbed his stubbly chin. He had not shaved nor trimmed his hair in close to two months. He could now walk the streets of London in an unrecognisable state. No one would suspect that he was the ever fastidious Fitzwilliam Darcy. He seemed very much unlike the man on the inside as well. He dropped his head, and the layers of his greatcoat flapped in the breeze as he walked nearer to the docks. The odor of fish and rubbish pervaded the air, and his stomach writhed as the pungent smell assaulted his senses.